Good evening. It's Nicole, and you are listening to Uncensored Life with the Saunders. And it's your boy, Chase860. And we finally have a president. After two months <laughs> of counting votes, and we're still counting. Yes, Georgia is still counting. I believe North Carolina is still counting. You know what's uh, fucked up, though? What? Trump is launching a recount in Georgia. Yes, because Georgia and he has announces a, it while they're still counting. Well, because each state, like I mentioned before, they have their rules as far as when they count the absentee ballots, when they count the mail-in ballots, etc. They also some states have automatic recount situations. So let me just add to the stupidity of announcing it while they're still voting. Georgia has an automatic will recount if it's less than half a percent different, which they currently have. So he doesn't even have to ask them for a recount. If they remain at the percentage of less than half a percent that they have been on for the past 45 days, hmm. um, they'll automatically recount the votes. So he 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 didn't even have to launch that situation. He his niece is a well-known journalist. Um and she said, because you know, I had a moment with um Van yesterday from CNN this has been like the most emotional election uh, for me, which is why I said, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, we can have differing political views and still be friends. Yes. Yes, we can. If we're talking Bush well, and we Clinton. We can too. You just got to watch what you say. Like you say some shit. But my friendship is, might go out the window. My point is, is that we're not arguing political views when we're talking about Donald Trump. We're talking ethics. We're talking about cruelty to all minorities, children. Like, this man is a monster. So we're not talking political views this time. So, no, we, we can't be friends. If you can look me in my eyes and tell me that you're voting for Trump, that means that you don't value my family, my friends, my children, the things that I hold close and nearest and dearest to me. And True. so we were excited yesterday. Everybody was partying. Um, there was something put out. Oh, his son, Donald um, Trump Jr. was basically saying that, you know, there are millions of people on this planet today that are very upset that my father didn't win the election, but no one's burning the city down. Well, that goes along with the theme of everything that they've been doing. It depends on what channel you're watching. Now, I uh, I have not, we have not had CNN on in this house as much as we have since Tuesday. But if you watched other news stations, there were there was fighting going on. There was fighting going on in New York. There were little bits of fighting even going on on CNN. So I don't really even get his son's point of even pointing that out. But uh, Trump's niece, who does not deal with him at all, she's a journalist, like I mentioned, and she said what I have been saying. 
while we're enjoying ourselves, while we're celebrating the shift and the change in the world, we have to remember that we're stuck with him until January 20th and that he is going to come at us with a vengeance. That came out of his niece's mouth. She says she knows how cruel her uncle can be and that he's going to sign a bunch of executive orders that's going to cause some issues for Biden and uh, Kamala when they come in to office. Well, like you said, though, that's where the Senate comes in, the checks and the balances. They can't possibly approve some bullshit, some shit that they know is bullshit. They can't possibly approve this shit. And they got to know this man has an agenda. He's on his way out. He's stirring up trouble. He's trying to light little fires. Like, they, you have to have enough common sense to know that. And if you pass these shits, knowing this man is doing that, then your ass need to be out of here with him then. Well, that's the thing. Like, everybody's celebrating. I wouldn't approve shit he put in from now until January. I'm going to have the same energy he had with the fucking stimulus shit or whatever the shit he put on hold. Oh, I'm going to put it on hold and tap the election. But that's the thing, too. The how, That's the thing. Like, he is the final say like everything has to go through the house and the senate and the house and the senate have been going back and forth because it's a it's a divide the senate is mainly republicans and republicans mindset and their goal is to look after businesses before they look after people and so they're, they weren't willing to sign something that was heavy in helping the people. But like common sense will tell you that if you help the people, that helps you help the business. Yeah. Right. But because um, the businesses get their revenue from people spending their money at that business. But not the people only ain't that, got no the people money, employ the businesses. True. Yeah, that too. But now, I mean, you got to spend money at these businesses. But if the people ain't got no money, then we can't spend you can, money at the right. business. You can put all the money you want to in the business and at the end it's going to fail because we have no money mm-hmm. to to give them. But that's why like, I'm enjoying the celebration. I'm enjoying the positivity. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Kamala coming out to I'm Mary enjoying. J. Blige work that. But we still have work to do. And I need I'm everybody to be mindful of that. seeing all the races together celebrating Trump. Like Trump's demise, like that's what I'm celebrating. That's what I'm. That's what I like seeing. Like, I feel like the only other time we've really came together, well, two other times, because I believe this time we came together also, even though Trump supporters might see it different. But I believe the one time we came together that I've seen in my lifetime was nine eleven. Mm-hmm. We all came together during that time. I believe the second time was Barack's presidency like i believe i feel like black people came together when barack became president i don't I think everybody kinda, was I mean, with us at that moment i i feel like it was like the, the hardcore races nah they were still you know hiding behind oh, they sheets and badges and absolutely all They're that shit but it was still some some white people and some you know whatever rocking with us though but I'm just saying, like, a nation, because there are few moments 
in our lifetime where it's like the nation has felt something together. And you're right, with 9-11, we all grieved and we mourned together because that forever changed us as a country. Like never did we think that something like that could happen. I remember 9-11 like it was yesterday because even in the moment of it, I was pregnant with Tyera. And I was in maybe the end of the first trimester. So I was extremely tired. And I rolled over and I saw the plane go into the building. And because that was the furthest thing that I could ever imagine happening in this country, I thought it was a Lifetime movie. And I was like, that's a really good Lifetime movie. But it's Lifetime. So I'm pretty sure that when I wake up, they'll be playing it again. And then the second plane hit. And I'm like, this is still like a really good Lifetime movie because it just, it, I couldn't wrap my mind around anything like that happening. And then like when I just heard the news just over and over again. And at this point in my life, like there are certain news channels that I will watch and there's certain broadcasters voices that I could recognize. And I'm like, this isn't a movie like this really just happened and i remember the frenzy of everybody going to get gas because for whatever reason they thought gas was gonna go out of style like it, it was terrible and um i went up to the base which i could normally just go on with my id go onto the base sit there and wait no they had guns and guards just right there you could not get on the base at all so 9-11 changed everything like simple stuff like tv you know when we were growing up shows went from when school started back until may and they had their season finale and then they were gone for the summer but with 9-11 the shows couldn't start back like they were supposed to that week. So it pushed things out. So that's where the whole Daddy, summer premieres Daddy. and the fall premieres and the winter premieres and all this other stuff. So 9-11 even changed simple stuff like the way we watch television. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally believe like when Barack came into office, we did. I mean, not like 9-11, but I feel like we did a little bit. I feel like it was a lot of us, and no, it wasn't just black people, but it was mainly a black moment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But uh, it's, it's, it's nice seeing everybody out there partying and celebrating the demise, the demise of this evil person. I mean, you got the whites out there with the blacks, with the Latinos, with the Chinese. Like, I even seen a lady from Africa speaking from uh, downtown Chicago. Like, she saying she really feels like this is what America's about. Yes, and the world has moment. been watching us because there's a, a influencer from Canada that was just talking about... Um, a European magazine that when Donald Trump got elected, the cover of the magazine 
had him holding the head of the Statue of Liberty and like blood dripping from her. But now they just released a photo with Biden putting the Statue of Liberty's head back on and saying, make America great again. Right. So you maybe know what? this is what Trump, what Trump meant from okay, the beginning. Okay, I was just about to say that. It's, it's crazy how everything just comes back, full you circle. know, full circle. Like, he's been talking this, oh, make America great again, make America great again, when, honestly, when has America ever been great? Right. Like when, For when, certain people. Exactly. When has it, because Steve Harvey said that from the beginning, when he, like, was even running. Like, when has America been great for black people? So... I feel was like, it slavery? Was it great for us then? Like when we got out, then we had Jim Crow laws. Was it the civil rights movement? Like there's never been a moment in time that life has been great for black people, except for when Obama was elected and it was great for a moment because then he was fought at every turn for every change that he tried to make. Well, I feel like Biden is going to get us back on track in 2021 because 2020 has been a hell of a year. Yeah. And I feel like Biden and Auntie Kamala is going to do their thing and really practice what they preach. That's how I feel. Yeah, because he's like he's been saying and it's even been reported reported now. He's been had a plan for how to deal with the coronavirus. He's the the person that Trump fired. He's been working with him. He's been working with the scientists, the 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 medical staff, and even Fukushi, the one that Trump wants to fire, who has been like he's been in the position that he has been in since the 80s. And you just didn't want to listen to him because it doesn't match your thoughts and your beliefs. And that's not okay. And um, Kamala being the first, she's the first female vice president and she's black and she's Indian. Like that is a huge moment. There's so many like this this election was epic. Like I tell Tyra all the time because she laughs at me that I go so hard when Beyonce says that there's not a glass ceiling she's ever seen in her whole life. Word to blue. Like that's that's my that's my anthem right now. Like word to Tyra, word to Leah, word to Chloe. Word to Phoenix, like there's no glass ceiling. You see this black woman that looks just like you, and she's the vice president of the United States. So anything is possible. And the the four females that like led so strongly in this election, like getting people to vote, uh, Stacey Abrams, um, the mayor of Atlanta, they're all HBCU graduates. Not Harvard, not Yale, HBCU graduates. Nothing against Harvard and Yale. You guys are amazing Ivy League schools. You gave us Michelle 
Obama, but it's just speaks volumes that these four women are HBCU graduates. I mean, what school did Barack go to? He went to, I believe, either Harvard or Yale. But he just wasn't there at the same time as Michelle. So he's an Ivy League also. So Ivy League gave us the president. Yes. Okay. Ivy League really most of the time does give us the president because those are incredible schools. But so are HBCUs. And I'm just glad to see that highlighted in this election. Okay. That sometimes you may so, not have all the money in the world to go to an Ivy League school or all the scholarships in the world, but you can still get a amazing education at our HBCUs. Facts. So now that we have the future president, I'm I'm tired of the president talk. Like let's <laughs> let's move on to other outside. No, because I tried I'm, I'm to do that talk. on election night, and he well, was I just mean, like, "No, how we going to do? How we going to do? How we going to do an episode on election night and talk about anything else other than the election on election oh, night? We can talk about the election, but people needed a break. Like you turned on the TV. Nah, you wasn't going to get no break because you. As soon as you turn us off, it's gonna be right back to the election. Which is why they so, needed us. Now, okay, he, so he let me now do that, that we're people. done with the presidential race. What else are there going on in the world that needs our opinion? Everything needs our opinion. You 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 want to talk about versus now? Is that safe now? I mean, it ain't really much to talk about. I feel like my nigga Jeezy got it. No, there are, there's other news and verses. Oh, you talking about the uh the other one uh Switch B say he working on Tri Call Quest versus Outcast? Yeah, the one that you never saw happening. No, I didn't. I mean, I'm mad ain't nobody still answered my nigga uh the locks uh request. Like nobody wanna see them. Who would see them? I thought maybe Outcast would. Tribe Call Quest and Outcast is a much better situation than the locks it's, and outcasts. Yeah, but it's still like it's still not the same like playing field. Why not? Their flows is different. Their cadence is different. and Snoop Dogg's flows but are I'm different. Just saying, but like, that what, was still a good moment. But I, I know, but still, what was like, you're saying that wouldn't have been a good matchup. How? So what's so good about the matchup between the Tribe Called Quest and Outcast? Because they have similar vibes. Like they like they are more. Nah, they don't. Nah, ain't they ain't the same vibe. Like I said, similar. I didn't say. Nah, same. it ain't similar. I, I don't identical. feel like it's similar. A Tribe Why? Called Quest. I feel like that's that's what you you sit back, you smoke to, you think about. Now I mean, you in the car, you just chilling, riding through the city. You throw on a tribe called Quest, but you at like a, a, a house party or some shit. You trying to like get the crowd crunk to some shit, get them hyped. You throw on fucking Outcast. See, you think of Outcast differently. Like Outcast is that chilling in your car, driving through the city. I mean, type well, vibe. yeah. I mean, they got some of those tracks too. Right. But all they main tracks, all the tracks, most of the people know. Not real rap fans. Most of the tracks, the just regular people know. 
Nah, it's, it's the thing. It, but that's the thing. Like versus isn't necessarily for like like yes, regular people are going to tune in that know these two groups or whatever. But the ones that are going to sit back and enjoy this are those that know that they're a similar vibe. Mm-hmm. Like no, they're not the same, but they're similar. That's a similar vibe. Whereas. I, I I can't I can't match them up with the locks. I can't. I mean, I I just want somebody to answer the locks. But who challenge? I don't care who it is. Somebody, even if it's one person, somebody that think they're mighty enough to take it on has three to people. Be one person, but like we've but already still, one person seen, ain't enough though. Exactly, we've already one person not enough. So who we matching up with Jodeci? Because you ain't want to talk about that either. I don't think nobody is matching up with Jodeci. Only people that could probably match up with Jodeci is Casey and JoJo. Because that, <laughs> that's what I they was... gonna have to. They're going to have to literally stand on both sides of the screen. Like, you're going to play one song over here, then come over here if you're going to play this song. I mean... Well, because that's what I was trying to say. Because Jodeci is like New Edition. Like, New Edition is a versus by themselves. Like, you have New Edition within this group. You have BD. No, uh, Boys and Men. I put Boys and Men against Josie. Boys and Men. I mean, I guess. Or. It'd be a nice night. H-Town. But do they got enough hits? First of all, don't come for H Town, and H Town is missing a member. One of the twins. I mean, you, 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 y'all ain't all got to be there. As long as the majority of the group there. Well, I guess since they're not like performing like they did with the the reggae, it's just playing the albums. But I don't know if H Town has twin songs. See, I love H Town. You can't even name twenty songs. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, don't know I, if they have twenty songs. I I say I say boys to men. Okay, uh, for I was about to say Casey and JoJo. I mean, yeah, for Casey and JoJo <laughs> slash Jodeci, I say boys to men. Because that's the thing. Like, I I love Jodeci. Always a fan of Jodeci. Um, Casey and JoJo have their addiction issues or whatever that they've gone through. Still are going through. But they show up to perform when it's time to perform. Dalvin has he does his thing and he's like um more production than anything. But can can we get Devonte? Because the last time I seen Devonte, he was knocking over shit inside of a subway. So mm-hmm. whatever happened, well. I uh, well, now I was about to say whatever happened to the Tony Braxton joint, but after watching the Braxton family values, if that was a real one, I guess that incident delayed that because I thought it was a real versus, but then I heard nothing else about it. Was it wasn't it like Tony Braxton versus it was supposed to be Tony Braxton versus Mary J. Blige, but I right. don't think that that was something that was set up by versus. I think somebody just got there. Well, whoever did that, they did a graphics. real good yeah. uh, deal with Photoshopping because yeah, because they that took the graphics from the Brandy and Monica and turned it into a Tony and Mary J. But what incident? The, uh, Tamar. 
the th- uh, Tamar attempted suicide happened in July. That versus was supposed oh. to happen in October. Oh, okay. Oh, tell me, son. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you had a moment there. I don't know. It's 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 been some real good verses and yeah. Uh, I would like to see Jodeci do one and. I mean, eventually, I like to see all of them do one. Like, everybody. Yeah, New people, legends. Like, Yeah, it's a lot of people that have been waiting for the Jodeci one. It, it's a lot of people that wanted to put Jodeci against um, New Edition. I, of course, don't agree with that. I mean, I guess. Nah. That, that, see, now that's the problem. New Edition just, it just, it, it, they, they just go back so far. Right, they're legends. And like they they go from like one era to another era, so you can put them against a lot of people, but it's not a lot of people that's worthy enough to go hit for hit with them. First right, of all, I don't believe no one can go hit for hit with them. You probably no. gonna have to bail R. Kelly out, <laughs> and maybe he can go hit with like he'll give him a run. Cause I don't know anyone that can go against R. Kelly. Except Michael Jackson, and he's deceased. Well, but, uh, Keith Sweat wanted to give R. Kelly that smoke. Oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. <But> hell no. <laughs> and I like Keith Sweat. I'm a Keith Sweat uh, fan. I, I like his music. I love his music. It's a couple of his tracks on my playlist. But, nigga, no. Against R. Kelly? Oh, you tripping, yeah, my nigga. Like, forget what this man has done outside of music. Talent, but it's so. when we just talking about just music, nothing personal, just music, God given musical talent. Keep sweat, sit your ass. You're gonna have to call L and G to come help your ass because <laughs> ain't no way you taking on R. Kelly by yourself. Nigga, you crazy. You need a group like New Edition to take on R. Kelly. Nigga, well, that's tripping. what he's trying to say. Like, he's not even going off of his catalog alone, he's going off of like as an artist. He's going off of his catalog as a producer, so that okay, would yeah, include I mean, LSG. That yeah, because a lot of them so, did do that. Yeah, that would include Cut Close. That would include like a lot of. But I mean, even if you include some then, of the shit R. I, Kelly wrote, though, exactly, That's nigga, why. you is definitely out of your league. But it would have been a good night, though. I would say that it would be a good night. Um, but new edition, like I said, new edition has new edition. They have BBD, they have Johnny Gill, they have Ralph Tresvent, they have the bad boy of R&B. I mean, you can't, wait, 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 wait. You can't, you can't, you can't really include Johnny Gill. Like, why not? Like outside of new edition, you can't really include anything Johnny Gill made. You just so said LSG. He was in LSG. Yes, you can. My, my, oh, my. No, but I'm, no. Wait, he made that with New Edition? No, that was no, solo. that was solo. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying you can't include anything he made solo. But I'm just, you can include, I'm just saying. If he was to that, include L and G, they would have to do what they did together. Well, because this is what I'm saying, though. Like, you mentioned Jodeci and Casey and JoJo. So, if people got what they want, even though I don't think this is a good matchup, and they did new edition and jodeci then yeah you can break up new edition just like you finna break up jodeci into casey and jojo <laughs> but it's still the point is it still wouldn't be a fit because at the end of the day like there's so many groups that people would want to pit against them 
that bow down to New Edition. They say that they aren't right. doing it's, what they're doing because if it weren't for New Edition. I mean, Michael Bivens sounds voiced men. Right. Yeah, it's it's no it's no group out there, man, that can really go against New Edition. Like honestly, New Edition is in a league of their own. They're on a whole nother level. They're like a super group. Like they they got hits from when they was teenagers, kids to now. adults now. Yeah. So it's uh, it, I mean, you talking about a group that got a uh, BET story, and it took several episodes to tell that story. Well, and, and then on top of that, out because Bobby we Brown. Yeah, and Venture we often had his own one also. Yeah, we were supposed to get a BBB story this year, but of course, due to COVID, that's probably going to be postponed to next year since this year is practically over. All right, folks, we're going to take a break and we will be back in a second. And we're back. Back with more versus talk. So we've already established no addition there's just no one out there that can like like i said r kelly can give him a run but he's not enough but on the same hat though i feel like r kelly is so powerful musically that the only niggas that can beat him would be a group like no addition one-on-one i don't see no one beating r kelly besides mj because that's the thing, like, you'd have to set parameters if you did a situation like that. Because, like, when we finally got Teddy ready with the one-two checker and Babyface, like, they didn't just, they could have just gone with groups that they've been in. They I mean, but they're also producers, with, though. That, Well-respected producers. That's my thing. Like, that's why you would have to set parameters in a versus like that, because we could have just dealt with Teddy and Babyface as artists, and that would have been a good battle. But they did touch on things that they produced on. Yeah, that's one take. Like, we could have even went into, like, group for group, but yeah, they went into what they've produced on. And yeah, because Teddy, like, even though we call him, you know, Babyface, like, Babyface has been around for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Like, Teddy was a Babyface <laughs> when he started, and Babyface had already been doing it for like a decade at that point. So, like, they weren't even evenly met. So if we did like a whole R. Kelly versus New Edition thing, we would have to just leave it as R. Kelly as an artist and not as a producer. Because, I mean, R. Kelly has produced everything. Like, if we took everything that this man has touched, said a um on, like lit up a, a key on the control panel, we really wouldn't have much to listen to. True. So, like, if we were to do a situation like that, we, we, we'd we have to set some rules. This would be the first time that the uh, versus okay. pack that they talk about all the time has, um, has some rules. 
Like it, it, it have to be artist, artist, or something like that. Like it just wouldn't. It, it couldn't be anything besides artist for artist. It couldn't be artist for production if you did R. Kelly versus um, New Edition. You know who needs a, a versus? And like, honestly, I don't even. I know he needs one. I just don't know who will go against him because I remember when Swish interviewed them. Well, not really interviewed him, but when he went on Swish's IG Live and was talking about the verses that had happened, I forgot which verses it was, but LL was saying how it would be competitive for him, though. Like, this whole, you know, supporting my brother, LL ain't for all that. He 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 competitive. He's a like So I want to see one of those. He's a battle rapper. I want to see one of those. Like, oh, that's what you got? All right, my nigga, check it. Play this. Like, that's what I want to see. Like, I, I love the unity. Don't get me wrong. I love the unity. That's what I feel. I feel like Versus has bought out, you know, us unifying and coming together and just celebrating each other's music and what it has done for the world. But can we just get one major, like, really competitive Versus where it's like, nah, you like got to come with your tracks and I'm going to come with my... who? No, I mean, I feel like that's easy to do when we, if we stick to hip hop, like there's that energy, like this is what hip hop knows. They know battle, not every hip hop artist, but like they know battle rapping, like, and that's their thing and that's their go-to. I just think that the whole unity thing came into bringing the ladies in because before then there were no ladies and in the music industry yeah you're right because the erica badu and jill scott one was a lot of i love i'm gonna up you up sis yes, i'm gonna up you up queen and, and which was a good moment i just was happy to see jilly yeah. from philly on the screen but here's I ain't why like in the music industry that's what they do they pit women against each other that truly like everybody pitted Erica Badu against Jilly from Philly when in real life they love each other. They're sisters. Jill admires Erica because she paved the way for the whole neo soul female I mean, movement for her. Light to Erica's candle anyway. But that's the thing. Like every everybody breaks us down to that. Like women can't love each other. We always have to be in battle with each other and. I mean, well, in all, so that's why the ladies. Nah, I mean, in all due respect, as a competitor myself, I hate to lose. I must say, competitive competitiveness does bring out different type of like juices in someone. Like it, it makes you like better. Like you, you know, oh, this person did this, so I got to come harder. Like it, that does bring that out of some people. That's that's not the vibe that you're going for when you sing out R&B neo soul though. Like that's hip hop energy. That's what I'm saying. That can be R&B soul too. Like, oh, you want to hit notes like that? Okay, watch this ballad I pull out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, for you. No, that's not that. That's the whole thing. Like women, there aren't that many. Spots for us, so men 
the ones in charge make us fight for these spots when that's not what we want to do. Like, so you telling me that this room for 15 niggas rhyming the same shit is room for 15 mumble rappers? I can't. But you want to sit up here and make three females fight over the number one spot. Well, I mean, you always going to fight over the number one spot. The number one spot is not going to be given to you. I'm not saying number one spot, literally. I'm just saying you just you have room for 15 rappers but you only have one room for a singer that's what i mean by number one spot yes I mean, you want to have top records back that in the day i, I feel like that was the case but i don't think it is now because uh, a lot of these artists is independent anyway which makes it even harder because now we have to come out of our pocket no no i can't even say that I mean, this 2020, I can't, this is this, this a generation of social media. You don't really need to come out of your pocket for nothing. Put your shit on YouTube and you and you were hit. But that's the thing too. Like they, they, it's a gimmick to it. Like we don't, we as women don't get the same energy as men do. Like I, like I have to love and support Lizzo, even though I don't like her as an artist, like that—that that is what society makes us do. Because if I say, because here's how I honestly—can I finish? It may come together if you ever let me finish. So here's how I honestly feel about Lizzo. I think that she is extremely talented at playing instruments. I feel like she's extremely creative at writing songs. I personally, from what I've heard, don't think that she can carry a tune. But if I say something bad about Lizzo, then I'm coming for her because she's plus size. Like, no, I, this is how I feel about her as an artist, like for real. Like I, I don't care what she looks like. Like I am literally the voice. I don't care what you look like. We all fell in love with T Pain buying us a drink. He's not somebody I literally want to buy me a drink. No, but that's, that's okay. That's, like people can say that, but you can't say anything bad about Lizzo because she's plus size. Hell, I'm gonna say something bad about her, and it's because she plus size. See, Why the fuck go. you wearing that shit? See, that see, you were at the Lakers game. This is why. No, because no. no, the problem is okay. Boom. We let, let let's jump into another Be, topic. No, because this, this gonna is lead us thing, into another topic. Because if Beyonce, why the fuck first is society all, too so fucking sensitive? Why well, can't say nothing about a fat person without shaming fat people? Because that's the thing. Like if, and this is why I can't nobody say nothing bad about it. Because if Rihanna wore that to the game. Nobody would have said anything. You got damn right. Exactly. So you can't say because she has the body for it. No. No. Don't nobody want to see all that. That's the thing. I don't. But that's the thing. That's why you, as a man, can't chime in on that. Because for me personally, I don't care if it were Rihanna. I don't care if it were Beyonce. I feel like those artists wouldn't have even worn that to the game because other people's children are there. Because they so know better. Artist, exactly. But you just said 
that they have the body for it when that's not okay. Just because hey. you don't like the way she looked don't mean to somebody. I ain't else, said though. nothing about the way she looked. Hey, you did. Hey, I like hey, 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 I like BBWs. Okay, but she ain't. She don't fit in that category though. That's the thing. For she you. don't fit in that category. For you. For, yeah. for me personally, <laughs> some people consider me a BBW. Some people don't consider me a BBW. So just because it's not the vibe that you're born with doesn't mean that she can't go out and wear it. That's when it becomes wrong. I don't care if it were Rihanna or Beyonce or her. Y'all shouldn't be wearing that to no games, sitting on no public seats, catching corona in your ass. Like, I don't think any woman should have worn that to the game, but it becomes a problem when you're judging her because you don't like the way she looks. There are plenty of men nice. that would have sat up there and gave her all the digits and all the energy. Hey, I'm sure it outfit. is. I'm sure it is. More power to them. That's a whole lot of women. It's going to take a whole lot of y'all. But me, See, no. personally, Mm-mm. I just don't feel like, no. If it was Rihanna or Beyonce that wore that, that's some beautiful art. And that's not okay. But the fact that Lizzo wore it, like, come on, sweetie, you too, you too big for all that. Like, chill. No, she's not. If they yes, carry she it is. in her size, then she can wear it. Nah, I'm pretty sure they ain't carry looking. that in her size. She had somebody's to get that specially made. If somebody can make it, that means that they can carry it in her size, and that is okay. Yo. Yeah, I just want y'all to know, yo, I, I have nothing against big people. Apparently I have big people does. in my family, a lot of them. But I just feel like it's a time and a place for everything, and that just was not the time or the place. Period, for though. That shit. But you saying it because of her size. It ain't nobody with this that. You don't want to. Apparently nobody wanted to because they went in on her. Okay, there are billions. See, of people that's in the, the world, problem with the world, man. The world about. is too fucking sensitive, man. Like, if I say that about her, oh, I got a problem with big people. No, I don't have a problem with big people. I just got a problem with her big ass. Why? Why? Because she do to for, for starters, she do too much, yo. Like. I feel like she do the shit she do to make a statement because she's a big girl. Like, okay, little, I, you I, a big girl. So I what? I totally agree with so that. So what? But you don't need that attention, though. I, I do think that she does a lot because she is. Because she yeah, wants- she feel like she got to do dumb shit because she's a big girl. But that's the thing. that That's my whole point, though. Like, the music industry makes women, like... LL Cool J is married to what some would consider a BBW. She has lost some weight, but that's who he's married to. That's clearly who he's attracted to. The woman that actually does the vocals on doing it is a plus-size woman. But LL refused to put a plus-size woman in his video. Same thing goes for Lil I mean, I just think that's because he was young. I think if he wasn't young when doing it came out. LL. I feel like I feel like LL now LL will put the big girl in the video. About to collect social security. He wasn't. Not I mean, I just feel like the, I just feel like the LL now 
will put the big girl in the video. I, I definitely don't think LL that looks like he works out 23 hours a day will be putting a BBW in his video today. And then we can go into Ludacris. Ludacris is known for loving plus size women when mm-hmm. the cameras aren't on. Have you ever seen one of his videos? If love. you love it, love it in public. All I'm saying is I feel like Lizzo does shit to get attention. I can agree She does that. shit because she's a big girl and she feels like she when that's not even a case, like people like your music. Yeah, you want a guy like people. you top charts with your music. And we knew you was big. It's not like you had some skinny girl in your video singing the shit. We knew you was big and we still loved your music and you still top the charts. So why are you doing all this extra shit? Because there's a stigma that has always been there. Just like Kelly Price. Kelly Price was the premier vocalist on Bad Boy Records. Like, hands down, anytime Puffy needed somebody to sing a hook, even though he had Faith Evans, he called Kelly Price. When it was time for him to do that No Way Out tour, he did not bring Kelly Price on. He put her ass on the TV screen so you couldn't see how big she was. That's what the music industry, like, that's what society, like, the average size of a woman is a 14, 16. But that's not what we see when we open up these magazines. That's not what we see when we turn on the television. I mean, society has definitely changed because skinny women just ain't in no more. But that's like for, for most. But that's the thing. I don't think skinny women have ever been in for most. Like if we go back to Marilyn Monroe's time, Marilyn Monroe would be considered a plus size model today, but she was the most desired woman of her time. I don't see how but okay. like everybody loved them a curvy, busty woman back then. And that's all you saw on the cover of magazines and televisions. And then all of a sudden, everybody became Twiggy. And that's the same thing you see now. Like, there are a lot of beautiful plus-size models. Like, Ashley Graham is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Lyris Cross is gorgeous. I don't know who that is. She, she, was, she plays the stripper in The Best Man, I believe. I may be getting that wrong, but... I have pictures of her because she was the one that was on the Steve Harvey show with me when he had the talk show. But she's gorgeous. She's a plus-size model. But, like, plus-size models are average-size women. So why is there this, like, separate category for them? Like, why... Why aren't they walking the stage in a Victoria's Secret fashion show? That's hey, why. No, no. Well, yeah, Victoria's Secret be on some that's bullshit. That's why Rihanna, Rihanna... I was just about to say. She gave us some nice fluffy teddy bears mm-hmm. to look at in the men's department. Rihanna know what's going on. Rihanna yes. know what she, she knows. She knows. She, she knows what she's doing. Yes. That's why she's so successful. She knows what she's doing. Uh, the chick, uh, the comedian, Lunell. Mm-hmm. The little one with the blind hair, the mm-hmm. little short chubby one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was in her show. Yes. And it's crazy because a lot of niggas, because I follow her on IG, and a lot of niggas was on IG telling us, some, oh, because she did, uh, she took a couple of IG photos and some lingerie. And a lot of niggas was like, oh, yeah. I'm looking like, yeah, y'all gay. Like, that's not attractive to y'all? 
Because hands down, like my favorite person in the whole wide world and has been for years, even though she don't get the credit she deserves until now, is Niecy Nash. And she's oh, I love Nishi Nash. I'm a big Nishi uh, Nishi Nash fan. She's considered plus size too. I, I'm a big fan. Like I think that she is funny, smart, gorgeous, but she's considered to be plus size. Hey, those titties for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a breast man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah, Niecy Nas, uh damn, who else I like? Uh I mean my favorite has always been one of my favorites have always been Jill Scott. So, you know, because she was a little on a plus size, but niggas wasn't paying her no attention. But I was like, y'all crazy. But that's the thing, like Society will make you think that nobody was paying her attention. There are so many men that love them some jelly from Philly. Yo, so my nigga, damn, who said it? Was it Wale? It's some, some some artist said because you know, not too long ago it was that whole Joe Scott debate. Like, because I know some dudes on my Facebook that'll tell you Joe Scott, I right? think you crazy as hell. Joe Scott, I right? yeah, you tripping? Somebody need to check your sexual preference. <laughs> But uh, I think I, I want to say it was Wale who said that, you know, if a man don't find Jill Scott's uh, sexy or whatever he said, they gay. And I, I kind of agree. Like, if you a straight man, and no matter what your preference is, you know, skinny, medium, big, whatever, no matter what your preference is, if you don't find Jill Scott attractive, I know some chicks who find Jill Scott attractive. If you don't find Jill Scott attractive, nigga, you gay. I don't want I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, you in the closet gay. I love her energy. Like everything. That's what I'm saying. Her. It's not even about like her body. Uh, it's just her whole aura, like her smile. To me, I feel like her 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 biggest attribute attribute is her smile. When she was smiling that verses, I was like, Yeah, this is an angel from heaven after you. Let, let me let me give you some credit, Whatever. my queen, because you have a great smile too. But I was like, yeah, Jill Scott, your smile. I was like, wow, yeah, I don't like. God was in a good ass mood. He made up. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, it's a lot. But that's my point is is that there are a lot of men that go for Jill Scott, that go for the BBW, that go for the plus size models, but in private. You ask them this on Facebook in public and in but you know what? Fuck this shit. Hey, fellas, this about to be 2021. Fuck all that closet shit, man. Fuck. If you like you some BBWs, nigga, get you a BBW. Right. You love us in the winter. Like, right. Let them all year. Shit. I, hey. Just tell them to wash under their titties when it's hot. See. That's all you got to do. See. I can't stand it. <laughs> I cannot stand you. I can't stand him. Okay. Yo, so so moving on to other news. Uh, so today it was sadly reported that 2020 has taken yet another legend. This time a game show legend. Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek 
the Jeopardy. host of Jeopardy. Yes, the only host that Jeopardy has ever had. Only host. He has been suffering with um, pancreatic cancer for quite some time. I believe he was always at a stage four. He went through, well, this would have been his second year. And he let everyone know from the beginning that the likelihood of surviving two years with stage four pancreatic cancer were only 7%. But he was optimistic that, you know, this would occur. And even with him, like, he has the same work ethic as Chad. I was just about to say. Yeah. I mean, Black Panther. Yeah, because he, he hasn't missed the show. Like, he, right. There, I think there's he, actually episode that's going to air up until Christmas with him. Yeah, because he, he did take off, I think, when he had one of his surgeries. But, like, that was it. Like, Jeopardy has never ever had another host besides him and there are a lot of people that are basically calling for jeopardy to just go ahead and, and they should yo in, just just end it yeah jeopardy's been on for a long ass time yeah and he's been the only the only host. host so i was seeing like some old footage you know because you know they dig deep into the crates when someone passes and like i remember watching him with my grandmother i was never like a huge fan of jeopardy we would basically just watch it until uh will of fortune came on but as long as i could remember he's had gray hair and like they was they dug deep and he had like curly black hair and this big mm. mustache and i'm like oh my goodness this this man like what came out the womb and just started doing jeopardy pretty much uh, he got that one job and was like, yeah, you know what? I like this job. Right. But, yeah, unfortunately, 2020 has taken yet another legend. And the list of legends 2020 has taken, man, it's just it's long as fuck. Yeah. Like, this has just this been year. one long, terrible movie, like. It's crazy, and uh, yeah, and the election was just like a three-part season finale, and like we're still we're still not through episode three of the season finale, so it's crazy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that that makes me feel like like I feel like with everything we've been in been through with twenty twenty, I just feel like twenty twenty one has to be a good year. Well, so it's funny that you say that, and so um, maybe we should take a break and jump back into this. All right. Well, folks, we'll be back after this. Hang tight. So, like I said, um, it's funny you mentioned that because we have mentioned a couple of times how awesome our pastor is and how he checks in on us. And um i wasn't having a good day this week and he reached out and i i think we've mentioned before that he's been preaching the year of better and i'm gonna be honest like there were moments this year where i was like yeah better like I don't know if you get like I, I love you, Pastor, but I don't know if you got this one. And the day that I was having, like just him checking in on me, I guess flipped something in me where I checked myself. 
And because I've said this to myself before, because of this year, like this year, like you said, has been full of like tragedy. It's been full of just like one tragedy after another, and like bad news after bad news. Exactly. Like we have a pandemic, then we had killer hornets. What the fuck I, happened to? That's a whole nother episode. You know what? I didn't even get into that. And like, and we started it off by losing Kobe, which like, yeah, that had me devastated. We lost Kobe. Shit just started just going crazy, right? But and I, I told Pastor, I'm like, I still can't believe Kobe gone. I really can't. I can't. And so I was telling Pastor, I'm like, you know, we've seen some crazy things this year. I lost my brother this year. Like this year has like giving some punches but i told him i said but i do understand that this is still a year better because i'm better i'm a better person this year than i was before i'm a stronger person this year than i was before like yes i lost my brother but i had two parents fight cancer in the same year and survive i'm here you're here the kids are here and we're all healthy and everything is good i lost my job this year but I also got to start this real estate venture, which is something that I have wanted to do for a very long time. So though the world is throwing us punches left and right and they're devastating punches, I'm a better person. I feel like, like I told you at the beginning of this pandemic that we were going to see a lot of things happen with a lot of different people. There were a lot of marriages that were not going to make it through this pandemic. But I I love you more now than I ever possibly could. So this, this year has thrown some punches, but I'm a better person. I feel like we're a better couple because we have been tossed all of this stuff that would that has broken so many people and we're still here. So I I had to check myself. Like I, I was about to to lose it because it just it's like not only worldwide, but personally it's just been one gut punch after another. I'm I'm trying to be like you. I really am. And like I'm so done with this year. Like I just want this year to be over with. Like the only good thing I feel like this year is going to bring is Christmas is going to bring the smiles from my kids' faces that I want to see. Like that's why I'm such in the Christmas spirit. So I know the one thing good that's going to happen that year is Christmas is going to come and we're going to see the biggest smiles. The brightest reactions from the kids on christmas day like that's why i look so forward to christmas every year because yeah i'm kind of just giving up on this year like i'm so ready for this year to be over like i said like you said we, we lost colby which i'm still not over i'm a basketball fan shit i'm still not over the loss of Stuart scott and that happened years ago but, but see, i watched so about... much sports that Stuart Scott was a part of my like I felt like he was my uncle or somebody but that's the thing about Kobe like I don't think you have to be a sports fan in order to feel Kobe oh yeah because Kobe like, everybody know Kobe whether you watch sports or not right because I 
like losing Kobe felt he like he was an icon. Losing. He was he was he oh, I can't really say our generation because we grew up with Jordan. But no, like you can say because Kobe like Kobe like Kobe's was only maybe a couple of years older than me. So it's like, and he came into the league when he was 18. So it's kind of like we grew up together. Like losing him felt real personal. Not just like because of the fact that like I've watched your entire career where we can't necessarily say that for Jordan because he started help right when I was born. So, like, I can't remember when you entered the league. Like, I've heard stories about it. There's some video footage of it, but, like... Hold on. Did name start when you was born? Jordan entered the league when I was born. First of all, don't come from my age. Second of all, I mean, like, around... Like, I wasn't sitting up here with a bottle watching Jordan to remember that I'm he came saying. into the league is my point. I'm just saying. Like trying to come he was still at age. North Carolina when you was born. Wherever he <laughs> was, my point is is that I can't remember actually seeing him sign his contract the way I can with Kobe. Why you want to come for my age like you didn't marry me. I can't say so it's like we saw I saw him come into the league. I saw him sign the contract. I like I saw him on Moesha. I went through the whole brandy thing when you know they went to prom together, his little stint and um trying to be a rapper yeah, doing that the funny. That song he had with Tyra Banks was funny as shit, boy. He was on one of Destiny's Child remixes. Like, that, that, yeah, I remember all of that. But, like, even if I were not a basketball fan to have watched, you know, him coming to the league and everything else, I'm a wife and mother. And I, like, I still tear up for Vanessa, the fact that you had to lose your husband and your child in the worst way possible. So, yeah. like, and that's how our year started. Yeah. It it just started. And California been on, on fire, like, all year is what yeah, it seems ever like. Since. Yeah. No, literally, I got, <laughs> well, I got some clanmates say... in California, and they still talking about how fucked up Cali is because of the wildfires. Yeah, because, well, because, um, well, Lonnie Love has said that the day that Kobe past like that morning like the city just felt something it was foggy then they had the fires the latest set of fires actually started because of someone's gender reveal party dumbass so and um they they were of course asking for relief from our current sitting president and he told them oh well we gave you money for the first ones uh, y'all on your own for this one, even though it's, um, I think they were asking for like $346 million because it was just, it, and that would have just covered one small town that was like hit the worst. Like they needed 343 of it themselves. And he just, of course, was like, 
nah, y'all will be all right. You know, it's a little fire. No big deal. Yeah, this has been one hell of a year. It really has. Like I said, I'm trying to get like you, but Kobe, Black Panther, Paul Silas, uh, not Paul Silas. Fuck was the uh, Georgetown coach? See, killing people off. No, I can't. Damn, I can't think of the names. But uh, yeah, it's been one crazy year. <laughs> and to add to the craziness, there's a rumor going around that they want Nick Cannon to play Tupac in the Death Row documentary on Netflix. Man, look. I think I cancel our Netflix if they do that. If they do that. Because I'm just yes. done. I think I'm canceling. Yo, look. I'm not the biggest Nick Cannon fan. Like, I just think Nick Cannon is just corny. I love what he do for the black community outside of entertainment. But right. I just I feel like an incredible businessman that I will say. Yes. Except for the fact that he and he's a great host. To but, he's um, a great host. Yes, but I just feel like acting wise and music wise, like bruh, sit your ass down somewhere. Don't don't do that shit. Don't do that shit. Like so there have been if you gonna do a movie. Nigga, put out a drum line too. Do that shit. They did a drum line too. He was in it. But Nick Cannon? Yes. Where the fuck I been? <laughs> he, like he wasn't like in it. Like he was starring in it, but he was. Oh no, in... he needed to star in it. They need to put out a drum line too. But he was because quite honestly, that's it. the best shit he done did was drum line too. And he just need to just stop. Just like <sighs> he played Tupac. Like I'm done, yo. Like I'm I'm done. There have been, because of who Tupac is, um, and I could go on and on forever about Tupac, there have been so many documentaries about him or that included him. Like, of course, he was in the documentary and the movie about Biggie, because how can you tell a story about Biggie and not include Tupac? VH1 has tried to do it. Like, everyone has tried to tell his story because he he has an amazing story to tell like he was born in prison to a member of the black panther party um his real name wasn't even uh tupac shakur he took on the name of his stepfather who was another like memorable black panther member the fbi had a file on tupac that was like so humongous because of his lineage and like i said so many people have tried to recapture him recapture his story um i love lamont bentley um he played hakeem on moesha he did an okay in the whole vh1 situation um but he of course is now deceased the only person that has captured Tupac Amaru Shakur and should play him if they want Tupac in a commercial, I don't care what they want Tupac to do, is Demetrius Ship Jr. Mm-hmm. From All Eyes on Me. Yeah, he yeah, he he gonna forever be the, the go-to nigga for Tupac. Forever. Like 
So Netflix, you need somebody. You need to reach out you to that to, man. Right. You need to go find Demetrius, see what he's doing. He ain't he's not really on all American that much that he can't come over there to y'all. Right. Uh get this man his money. And that's the thing about him too that I like. Like he played Tupac and he did that so well. Yeah, like I feel like he was Tupac's son or something. But at the same time he can go off and do other stuff and I can separate the Tupac. Yeah. Like his character on All American is Tupac and Juice ish. So maybe that's why it's so easy to like take him out of that but you know, he played a, I believe he played like an army vet that was going through PS, uh, PTSD on um, BET's Tales. And like he did okay, that. Yeah, I remember no that. Problem. Yeah, I remember that. So like he's very versatile where he can, he can step into Tupac's shoes and then step out and be another character because that's, that's truly what makes an amazing actor like there's mm -hmm. few people that can do that like, like uh, that's what... jamie fox can do that flawlessly right he can play ray one minute Django the next like, like... that's what i feel like to me that, that would make sure a great actor or actress is when people can't separate the two like when you can't separate somebody from the character you did a great ass that's why even though this motherfucker gets a lot of heat, but Tariq done a phenomenal job well, as Ghost's son. Well, that's because he's been playing a badass kid <laughs> since he stepped on the scene. He was Ice Cube's badass kid. Like every, I still want to punch this nigga in the face plays, yes. for shooting Ghost. I do. Like I miss Ghost so much. Um, I want Ghost to like pop up and say he faked it. Like I, I, I want them to somehow write Ghost back in, but they've said in many ways, shapes, and forms that they will not be doing that. And like I was so again. Well, I wasn't against this whole power nation thing that they're doing because uh no they they're it is they're different power books but they were calling them power nation. Oh. Uh, so I wasn't against the whole power nation movement because I do want to see uh, what Tommy does in L.A. I feel like Tommy can get into a a lot of good um good for TV trouble in L.A. Um. I don't, I love Lorenz Tate. Like, I swear he was definitely one of my crushes when I was younger, especially since not only is he from Chicago, but he like grew, like he knows where Bill Wood and Maywood are because he like grew up here. We had the same guidance counselor because she had to tell me that every time I was in her office. Um, I don't know if I want to see Tate's story. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I think that's going to be dumb I don't think I care shit. for Congressman. I don't. I don't. Story. I don't either. Like that's that. That's probably gonna be the weakest one of all of them. And I'm not sure about the prequel either. Like I feel like they gave us enough prequel with Empower itself that I don't need a series to see how Ghost separated from Angela and ended up with Tasha. And I didn't think I'm, that I was, honestly. I want to see that. I'm on the fence about that one. I didn't think that I wanted to see Power Book 2 with Tariq because I'm so angry at Tariq for killing his daddy. But I've really enjoyed it. And Mary J. Blige doing her thing too. I was going to touch on that because I've seen Mary do some acting 
and she has not been very good at it. But this um, fits but her not only she's that, from but New she, York. Like, she said is, that she's been this is taking shit. classes, and it shows she still has some more classes that she. Oh yeah, definitely. Take. It, it's but, definitely some scenes and powers. Like, all right, Mary, you could have sold reaching. that a little bit, right? <laughs> You're reaching. But um, I feel like so, this role suits her better, yes, though, because yes, she's from New York. Yes, yes. I think, yeah, it's better than uh, the whole Netflix situation that she was doing. But Oh, and that little the, like, superhero movie shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that I only watched one episode because I just really couldn't take it. Um, I still didn't even make it to the episode with her in it, but... <laughs> oh, she... I, I don't know. I felt like I saw her and I fell asleep and then we just never watched it again. That's how I mm. know. Um, so, so, um, but he's really, and just the writers on the show are so amazing. Like they, I think, I think that's what goes with me the most because I don't know if anybody else has noticed, Mm -hmm. but the episodes go along with Tariq's syllabus. They're working in the material that he's learning in college into his everyday life. And they're doing it intentionally um, through the episode titles, through the, through the writing, which is brilliant. That you are, like, people can actually go through the episodes um, see what books that they're talking about, like Prince by Machiavelli, um, which is hell the main reason that a lot of people think Tupac is alive because he he was big on reading that book and the philosophies and um the prince did basically fake his own death. But like you can go back through the episodes and go and build yourself a, a reading list off of the writing and the stuff that they're doing. Like if that episode makes you feel some kind of way and you just want to go more in depth into where they're getting the material from, like you actually have like basically their, their sources of where the material is coming from, where the writing is stemming from, because it's literally stemming from Tariq's syllabus. Wow. I'm definitely not looking forward to Congressman Tate's <laughs> story. That's that's although he did release hell. like some funny memes to go um along with like an election to keep us entertained, like as if um he was really running and if he was running, I still won't vote for that nigga. Oh, lying ass, jealous ass nigga. Fuck out of here. Uh, but the thing is, is that, oh no, the only way that I would be interested in Tate's story is if they focused heavily on his family because him acting with his brother, that, that, um, that's the best episode that Tate was ever involved in and it has nothing to do with like Lorenz Tate or his talents as an actor because I mean I, I'll watch anything that he's in but as far as the character of Tate that was the best episode was with his brother yeah that was a good episode yeah well guys gotta end it here like you see 
well, like you hear, we're slowly getting away from the presidential race. Now that that's over. I was over it Tuesday night. He's slowly getting away from the presidential race and is willing to speak on other things. So unless something like big happens, yeah, we're on to other things, as you hear. Uh, Once again, hit us on Facebook at Uncensored Life. You know, message us with any topics or anything happening in the news that you want us to touch on. Because, like assholes, everybody has an opinion, and we have both. Assholes and opinions. I think I want to know about assholes. <laughs> He's always TMI. So, hey, once again, for the last time, I'm going to say this one more time. Fuck Trump. Fuck Lil Wayne. And we out.